It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to the TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, doing my very best Danny Kelly impression. Uh, on the pod today, we'll hear Adrian Durham ranting about VAR. Again, a defiant Unai Emery live on TalkSport despite losing at Leicester and the biggest controversy of the weekend when Jeff Brazier, our own Jeff Brazier, admitted he follows two teams. First, here's myself and Simon Jordan on the final word, looking back at Manchester City's defeat at Anfield to league leaders Liverpool. I'm just done with Pep now. I'm just I'm fed up of it, uh, the nonsense. Always complaining to the referees after the game. It's 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 not the referees' fault, Pep. You've left him. You've left a sixty million pound player on the bench and, and playing the little ball bloke that can't kick a ball. You know. I, I the, the, the selection, the non-selection of Can- Cancelo. I mentioned Cancelo rather. I mentioned it to my colleagues before the start. I thought, wow, what is that? What's he trying to prove there? I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. I think do you know what he's had the glory days, Pep, and everyone's like, Pep stay, Pep stay. He's a glory man. He's a man, but. I'm fed up of him. And I, I, when he's interviewing now, I'm just, I'm so fed up of it. I just, I'd bring in a young man. I'd, I'd, I'd let Arteta take the job or, or bring Mourinho for it. I'd, I'd, I'd take Mourinho as, as the manager. Hold, 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 hold the bus, Robert. Are you serious? After what he did to your local rivals, that the, the smell of the club that he left behind at Main Manchester. We need a quick manager to come in and sort this lot out. We cannot defend. We, we are awful at defending. Kyle Walker is dreadful. That Claudio Bravo would not save a shot from my toddler. Um, I mean, Colin, let's be fair. Um, you, you, did you enjoy the Manchester City fan there? Sometimes Christmas comes a bit early. So, you, know, <laughs> you just have to. And, and, you know, the reality is all these people who are crying about fouls and so on, life is tough. But the reality is the best team on the planet right now just stuffed the team that thinks it was the best team on the planet. And that's just the reality of it. We're better. They're not. End of. Here's another Manchester City fan. This is Alistair. Hello, Alistair. Hello. How are we? Okay. Well, of course. We, you know, we, 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 I enjoyed the intensity of the game. You obviously came out on the thin end of the result. What do you want to say, my friend? Um, well, I'm absolutely furious with the past 
two callers. I'll refer back to the first City fan, yeah. well, supposed City fan. I'm probably thinking that's a Spurs fan or an Arsenal fan, something like that. How He's dare you? How very dare joke. you? As if a Spurs fan um, would do such a thing. In a little bit of disarray <laughs> themselves, so they think I'm oh, a little chip in. Um, yeah. No, but, like you keep your um, head down when you're in disarray. Go on, anyway. Um... But, yeah, I mean, the, the the comments that that dude was saying, I mean, come on, just absolutely stupid. And then you got a Liverpool fan thinking that they're the best team in the whole world. I'm sorry, but last season, what were we, eight, nine points behind them at, what sort of March, April? Who won the seven, league? Seven, I we think, did. seven, yeah. Was it seven, seven? Yeah. Forgive me. Do you, um, but, yeah, just absolutely pathetic. You, I mean, you, today, very frustrating. I thought the first three, four minutes that he looked live, I was like, wow were expecting that I thought you know what yeah we're up for this game as soon as the whole um, handball situation VAR should have checked it I was screaming get the ball out so VAR can check it but next thing that Fabinho was absolutely pulled out a blinder um, and I think from there the, the, the heads have just completely gone but how on earth anybody could say oh we need a freshen up change of manager are you absolutely joking if, if we could even convince Pep Guardiola to do what Fergie did and uh, and having there even at ten years would be like the answer to all my prayers. And here's Unai Emery on game day. Your verdict from Saturday evening, speaking to Sam Matterface. No away win since the opening weekend of the season. What do you put this defeat down to? Good evening. Uh, we are, we were playing against one good team and also. I think we played and we worked uh, with our game uh, game plan and, and we did well and we created chances. Uh, and if uh, the first half we scored one goal, maybe the the match was coming better for us. The second half we started also pushing, we started creating chances, we started getting their box and uh, we conceded uh, also some chances from them. But the match was very equal for 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 both. And the first goal when they score it is the moment maybe to do the difference for for uh, lost that opportunity. Um, the match may well have been equal for certain parts of it, but Leicester obviously ended up winning the game by two goals to nil. And ultimately, over the course of the last few months and, and, and weeks, you, you haven't managed to win away from home regularly. What do you think the problem is with that? Yes, ultimately we, we lost. It's, it's clear, but also because they are played at home, they are feeling here strong. And uh, and and today the difference was uh, they scored their they, they, they opportunity. And when we had chances, we didn't score. But uh, I think we need continuing and thinking in the next match against Southampton at home and and keep keep uh, being being. Uh, stand up for, for the work every day and also uh, our, our way was uh, the next match and think each match for the possibility to achieve the three points, the next three points and also take confidence. Are you concerned because with bad results and results have taken a dip, comes scrutiny, with scrutiny comes pressure, do you think that there will be people talking about your future now and are you concerned about that? I am a coach. I know when we are uh, losing, the, the, the supporters, they, they aren't happy. But also yeah. I know uh, we are going to work for recover that situation and when, when we will win, they are going to be happy and this is my challenge now. Do you think you can recover the situation? Yes, of course. Staying with Saturday's coverage on TalkSport, here's Adrian Durham getting understandably heated about the use of VAR at White Hart Lane. Scott blows the whistle. Boo 
huge from the Spurs fans and we passed firework night, Adrian. We had VAR fireworks here and Sheffield United remain unbeaten in the Premier League away from home and they remain three points clear of Spurs in the Premier League. What a performance from the Blades. Tottenham under par today. It's finished here. Spurs won. Sheffield United won. Well, Sheffield United will have mixed feelings about this. They'll be delighted that their unbeaten away record continues, but they may well feel like they were robbed. An absolutely disgraceful VAR decision in this game. You will find out all about it later. Absolute disgrace that a Sheffield United goal was ruled out. That would have been the equaliser. They went on to get the equaliser. It finished one apiece. Massive, massive controversy here, though. And Spurs are held. Spurs won, Sheffield United won. That decision also has turned me against VAR, which I originally thought was my own love child. Now on to Mark Saggers, Ray Houghton and Jamie O'Hara, also talking about, you guessed it, that blinking VAR. The one that's really getting me now is this: is the offside it's one. Ridiculous. I mean, we, we talk about armpits, we talk about toenails, we talk about hair. Any minute, someone will grow, be growing their hair into a ponytail to shake it so that uh, they can get themselves into an onside position. Why don't they just say, same as uh, when you win a race at any level, at 100, 200 metres or 400 metres or whatever in a major tournament, your chest is where we'll take the measurement from. Nothing, nothing else, your chest. So, so that means if your foot's ahead or your head's ahead or your arm's ahead, you're onside. And why not? Yeah. That makes much more sense. But add to that, Mark, tell me yeah. this one. Mike Riley, it's now been reported, is going to say to Premier League uh, clubs and to encourage referees now to view the pitch side monitor. Do it today! Not wait again another week. We've got three critical games this afternoon. Do it today. Well, they, 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 they've had the opportunity to do that all season and not one of them has gone to view the monitor. That's because Mike doesn't want them viewing the monitor. That's why they're not viewing the monitor at present and the clubs. Mm. So, you know, hopefully now, you know, the, the, you know the, the shambles we're seeing at present, that hopefully we'll see that change after the international break. It, but it, it's, the clubs got no... It's not, it's not fair on the clubs that yeah. lost out prior to... The referee, the guys, not going to the monitor. Yeah, but I, I think I, I think you know that evens out over the course of the season. I've never been a great believer, but what you've got to draw a line under it just to say, look, listen, you know whatever we've done in the past that isn't quite working the way that we want. We're going to have to move on, and the club should have more say in this. To say, look, listen, at the moment, I've got to be honest with you, Mark. I know a lot of people have come to me and said they were in agreement with VAR. They yeah, wanted would... to see it, in, they wanted to see it in action, and the last few weeks they're like, you know what? It's a shambles. It's an, it's an absolute joke. And they're going to have teething problems, but I didn't think there was going to be as many as, as we've had. And for some of the... For Mike Riley come out time to say, we've only got five decisions wrong so far. You're like, well, hang on a minute. I've seen five <laughs> in two games yesterday. You know what I mean? But with all due respect yeah. to him, he might be a referee, but we can all see what should have been called for yeah, certain situations. Yeah, yeah. And not and they've got to be realistic. You're going to have got to be more honest. You know, and I think if they come out and, and do that, and the other thing, sorry, just on this line, I was all for the offside. I'm really, I was really, mm. but I'm, I'm now looking at the, who, who's drawing. The, have they got a ruler? Have they got a ruler and a pen and they're drawing the line? Because to me, it just looks like this is crap. It doesn't look right. It doesn't, it doesn't look, look right. like since it's, it's, right. I thought it'd be much more technical from that point of view. You tell me, is it more technical because it doesn't look that way at the moment? No. Ray, my opinion is, if it's taking three minutes forty-seven seconds to too long. Too long. Yeah. It's a goal. Yeah. It's, it's a goal. goal. Yeah. I think. I think what they've got to do. They. You, you should be able to tell offside within 
within 30 seconds, a yeah, minute, yeah. a minute, a minute yeah. at most. That's yeah. long enough yeah. to look at look at look at the clips. Great point that um, you make. Mark, just finally from you, um, you can sort of mention VAR, but if it, when you manage the big games in the Premier League, uh, Manchester United against Liverpool more for you, or an Arsenal, Manchester United or whatever, today it's um, Liverpool obviously against Manchester City later on. Uh, you'd prefer that probably with the state of VAR at the moment, if you're doing that game, without VAR rather than with it, wouldn't you? Uh, listen, I think yeah. I mean, listen, you, you've got to set a, you've got to set a, a, a high tolerance level with with challenges and and, and things like that. But I I, I I I would have liked VAR in in yeah. now, but not in its present the way they're using the present. I would have definitely wanted to go and view the monitor in a massive game like this. It is you know it, you could say it's a title decider because if Liverpool go on and go what nine points clear or whatever, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win a league. How do you think VAR? With the referees today, how much impact do you think it has having on them as referees? Do you think they're refereeing the game as they would like, or they're feeling the pressure of VAR constantly in their ear telling them what what, what they should be doing? Listen, I mean, I, I personally, you know, speaking with some of them, they would they would they would want to view the monitor. Now to the most shocking moment of the weekend, indeed, possibly the most shocking moment of the sports century so far from the warm-up. And Jeff Brazier admitting to Jules Breach that he follows a second team. Chelsea are, um, whether it's because of Lampard and the great job he's doing, um, they're kind of, they, they, they're definitely my second favourite team at the moment. And it's not to blow You're any smoke. You're not allowed smoke. to have a second favourite team when you support Tottenham. You can't have another another London club, Jeff. Uh, I can and I will. <laughs> um, I, again, not bigging up Chelsea because they didn't mean to be in this predicament that they've benefited from largely. Um, but ultimately, the way that the kids have, have come through and are taking their opportunity, the way that Lampard and jo- Jody Morris are, uh, are obviously coaching them fantastically well they're playing great football and they're just proving all along that if you give players a chance that they will prove you right for selecting them back to game day your verdict and the England manager Phil Neville speaking to Anne-Marie Batson after the Lionesses were beaten at a massively packed Wembley against Germany I'd say the first 20 minutes in the last last eight minutes was was the periods of the game that cost us a result, and the bits in between, I thought I thought we played really well. Uh, we 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 had a game plan, and and what happens, and and it's it's a massive learning curve for for the players, is that is that in the biggest occasions, on the biggest stages, in front of the biggest crowd, sometimes sometimes you you don't stick to what you've practiced all week and and, and the game plan that you've uh, obviously worked on, and then when we we got control of the game, and I've got to say we were probably lucky after 20 it was 22 minutes, we we were probably lucky to only be one nil down, and that was probably. Uh, I was thinking, how to reverse this? Then, then we started to play the way that we'd worked on. Then, then I, I found that they dropped off. They, they were on the back foot, and uh, and we got control of the game, which is what we wanted from the start. Uh, and then in the last last eight minutes, we 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 gave them back the control that that I thought we'd had from that period of 20 to 82 minutes. I was going to ask you about control because Germany are the second best team in the world, mm. so they're they're a team that you know, one of the most dominant teams in, in the in the world in terms of the rankings. How do you get control of a team like that? Well, we did. We did because uh, because we started to play the way that the players had trained all week. Uh, we, we played more balls into their half. We played more into their final third. We got control in their, their mid to, to defensive third. 
and uh, that's where we wanted to play the game against Germany because we know their physical qualities means that they will press us uh, and we didn't want them to give them any kind of encouragement and, and that's what we did in the first uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes uh, which meant that they, they smelt a little bit of let's go for the jugular here and, and they did and they've got good players Marazan, Pop, uh, are fantastic players De Brits in midfield, Magul uh, they're world-class players and they showed that for 22 minutes and then after that I thought our midfield got control uh, our wide players I thought were fantastic in terms of their movements and and, and Ellen Ellen is is a goal scorer and uh, and I felt at half time he, he, you know we'd, we'd, we'd obviously got back into the game we'd, we'd scored we'd missed the penalty uh, I felt at half time that that we was the team that was then going to go on and win the game and uh, it was cagey we, we we made substitutions to try and win the game uh, with bringing speed on in wide areas in front of, in, in the front four because it was such a taxing physical game and uh, we just lost control in the last eight minutes. Some of the tackles though from the German players certainly raised my eyebrows. How did you view it from the touchline? Uh, I, I thought it was a brilliantly competitive game. Uh, I did think at times the referee let a couple of tackles go in terms of out, out the ones that we received, but I thought I thought it was a top-class women's game of football played at, played in a really good spirit, played between two teams that really wanted to win with great rivalry, uh, and and I think that's why people turned up today because of the quality that they saw on the field. I'm Darren Goff, and this is Talksport Daily. 
years ago. I spent the first 10 years of my working life in the, in the fashion industry. Oh. And, uh, of course, the big thing about the fashion industry is seasonal fashion. Mm -hmm. You have your autumn collections, your spring collections, your summer collections, and your winter collections. And even those collections are subdivided into, into different sort of holidays and that. We, I'm a Leighton Orient fan, and Leighton Orient's one of our best seasons is when our kit was designed by one of the Conrans, not, wasn't Sir Terrence, it was one of the kids uh, they gave the job <laughs> to. And I've always felt that there should be s at least four kits a season. <laughs> so you should have a first kit that you start, this is your starting, this is our so your kit, summer and kit. it should be... Yeah. Well, it should be a plain kit where the reds or the blues or the greens or the yellows is just a shirt. Lovely. And we're starting. And then as you move in, into the season, after 10 games, when things are either doing really well, in which case you brighten up. Yeah, lovely, yeah. Or lovely. they're getting tricky. This is lovely, I mean. In which case you, you get a stripe or a sash or yeah, something lovely. like that. Sequins. Sequins, I'm looking fabulous over the Christmas. What a lovely season. idea! Oh, and faux fur trim. I believe oh, fur trim. Russell, fur trim. Revolutionised the game. Rhinestone, I'm thinking, <laughs> and some some little added extras. Top of the list. Rasta. Yeah, and, and some kind of maybe a, a muff neck. I love like a muff. That. Or a wide a bolero sleeve or something like that. Oh, and bolero, then the, bolero and then sleeve. The end of the season. I want this kit now. The end of the season where you're there and you're just fighting. I think it's just a a button-up shirt yeah. with maybe a button-down collar and a pleat at the back and a gingham or, or pan, something pants like and vest like at school. Like if you forgot your kit at school, pants That's and vest. That's for the players. No kit. The pants and vest. <laughs> I like the American football, the, the Australian rules for, with the very tight shorts and no arms. Lovely, oh, I yes. Like that. I like that. That's the summer. That's the summer a kit. Sleeveless shirt. Something Moving like to winter, that. Big jumper, big it's a way of making money. Yes. Because what you're thinking is, well, not just our supporters will buy them. <laughs> the fashionista yeah. will get involved. Yeah, I like that. Eventually, I see eleven different shirts. On oh the, yes. On the However well you've played all season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, very, very Strikers good. shirt, goalkeepers. Goalkeepers have got their own kit. Why shouldn't the strikers yeah. have their own kit? Um, we, someone um, suggested to us on the show I did on a Saturday morning the other day that um, if a goalkeeper goes up for up at the end in the yeah, last couple yeah. of minutes for a corner, he should have a cloak. <laughs> should have a cloak to put on. And what would, did they say? Why they? No, just just because it's. I would say cape rather enter, than entertainment. Cloak. A cape or a cloak. Yeah, you know. Or one of those old-fashioned like dun dun dun. Yeah, he's going up. Imagine that. Well, wingers should wear cloaks. Central defenders in cloaks. Central defenders should always be poncho. They should always wear a poncho. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Danny Kelly. It's my show after all. It's my podcast now. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and be safe out there, everyone. That was a podcast from TalkSport.